Halloween, Jason. It is uh, it is a lovely, rainy, crappy, cold, shitty day here in <laughs> Chicagoland for Halloween. Uh, it's it's quite nice, uh, lovely, and warm here in uh, lovely Venice, California for Halloween. But uh, I'm not actually doing anything tonight anyways. I, I suppose my costume is, is uh, flying out to London in the morning, Guy. Are uh, you up to anything tonight? Uh, sitting at home, drinking, and yelling at children. Okay, <laughs> that's work. about it. Yes, I have my I have my uh, Guy Fox mask, my V for Vendetta, uh, anonymous mask. That's the only costume I have. My brother's out today is Clark Kent. Um, <laughs> he's, he's he's got oh Jesus, what the hell is that? Apparently the the spiders are coming to get me. There's a spider that just kind of climbed down from the microphone. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh it is Halloween. Yes. Oh, sorry about that. That, that boom. Uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of doing my thing. Yeah, I've actually got my mask as well, and uh, I might. Um, the only thing I was going to do is there. There's a craft Halloween beer, you know, kind of seasonal beer, pumpkin beers, all that sort of thing, tasting down at the Library Alehouse down here tonight. So maybe I'll throw on the mask and uh, walk down there for that. Uh, a friend of mine told me his costume, which I thought was really hilarious. I'm dressed as an eligible bachelor with an 800 plus credit score, ladies. <laughs> Does he put that on the shirt, or is that it? He just goes up as himself. No, so far that's just his funny Facebook update of the day. But I, I quite oh. think he should write that on a T-shirt or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good T-shirt. <laughs> so, since it's Halloween, let's talk about uh, clients from hell. Ooh, yeah, I ran across this site uh, this week, and um, I, I'd had pretty pretty crappy week with with some clients from hell this week myself so i, I totally lost myself uh in this site for almost like two hours this would um, be at uh, clients from hell.net yes clients from hell.net uh it's uh, all submitted stories uh from real people and they're real clients and uh i've had at least half of these things happen exactly to me they're all as absolutely ridiculous as you'd expect them to be uh i, I just if if you're in any kind of industry where you service clients, but particularly anywhere in the internet industry, because this seems to be 90% of the stories, uh, you will die laughing. Yeah, yeah, or just cry because <laughs> or it cry. has happened to you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, it was, I read it and, uh, yeah, <laughs> had it been there, done that. Yeah, there's just totally. a lot of fantastic ones. Although the one thing that really stood out for me, because uh, I thought it was really just my personal bad luck, I can't believe how many people out there just want things for free that really just don't expect to have to pay for anything. Cause half these stories involve like the clients just not wanting to pay at all. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's standard. Yeah. Uh, I, I was really happy. I got, I got a couple new, I've got more clients now than I've had in probably five years Yeah, that all just kind of came into existence this week, but they're all super pro. And I'm like, look, I don't type until the check or until the check clears. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah. I, we wouldn't expect it. They've all signed all the agreements. I was just like, "What the hell's happening?" I've got professional clients. I this is this is new, right? I don't understand <laughs> how this works. So, I'm going to be busy through Christmas like nobody's business. But well, that's hopefully awesome. they hopefully they will not show up on this website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some good good stuff in there. Just um, did you hear really? about that 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 horrible site that came out of? I believe it came out of England. Um, 
when TechCrunch, the new TechCrunch disrupt for Europe, uh, it's it's a it's a site for client shaming to get freelancers paid faster. Do you see that thing? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. I'm not so, sure how I feel about that, but okay. Yeah, they they put up they put up the clients and they have uh, like average time to pay, so yeah. they you can see if they pay on time or not. Right. And it's and the, the funny part was the guy that was doing the presentation at TechCrunch Disrupt was wearing a Mike Montero "fuck you pay me" shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and and here's the funny part: Mike hates it. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> "No, if look, if you've got a problem, if if you hate clients, don't be in client services. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, you're fucking it up for the rest of us. <laughs> there's a, there's a certain amount of of shit that you're just going to have to deal with. It's called cost of doing business, but uh, some some things get egregious and. And actually, something I think clientsfromhell.net, that site exists. In the, is, it's perfect for what it is. It's a way for us to vent about stupid shit that we deal with. That isn't, you know, no clients are named. Nobody's ever named. Uh, there's no shaming going on. There's no, because everybody screws up now and then. Um, but yeah, this stuff just oh, it can be so frustrating. I was tearing my hair out this week over a particular client. I think you saw my Facebook update about yes, that and laughed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a I got a completely you know malformed text message at nine p.m. at night asking me why I hadn't updated. I mean, screaming at me basically about why I haven't updated the site with information that no one has ever mentioned to me ever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like um, because nobody's ever told me this. Yeah, and then, I, and then I didn't actually get the information for two more days. <laughs> so it must not have been that important. Uh, apparently not. Yes. So. Uh, yeah. See, I mean, you have to have those like pressure release valves. That's what these are good for. Yeah. That um, and beer. And when I was in the the ad agency biz, when I was at BLT, there were there was a whole set of Tumblr blogs about you know um, uh, what were these Pro- project managers, like project manager. Uh, hell type of thing so it would be what the client says to the project managers and they'd pass them around and it was good fun and yeah. it was it was scarily true because <laughs> there's some really dumb fucking people out there yeah. um so clients from hell check it out for clients sure from hell spooky so i also saw a thing about how kentucky has the best obamacare website yeah, I saw that as well, which is, uh, again, we talked about this a bit last week, and, it, and it's still going on. People apologizing for uh, for a website, uh, the, the president mm-hmm. apologizing for a website, which is absolutely insane. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Kentucky did their own. They didn't use the government framework. And they, they did it the right way. They they made it simple. Mm-hmm. Probably since it's Kentucky, it's probably a good thing. Uh, they did it at a sixth <laughs> grade. They did it at a sixth grade reading level. Uh, probably entire- a bit ambitious. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Somebody called the fire department. You got burned. Oh shit! No, wait, hold on a second. I take that back. There are people that download us in Kentucky. What's the state that we don't have yet? Wyoming. We should have changed the story. Yeah, be nice to the people in, in Kentucky. Um, and I, I actually lived in Kentucky for a while, so I, I've been there, done that. Um, so here's the thing: it's like, yeah, they did heavy testing from the get go. It was a test driven development cycle. Perfect. Yeah. All right, we're good with that. Yeah, we like that. Um, here's the problem I have with their website. It's called Kynect, K-Y-N-E-C-T. It is very weird. Yeah, if they got rid of the E, I'd think it's another crazy startup. That's not the problem, okay? okay. I'm, I'm cool with the name. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. They're, they're trying to be hip and all that. I got yeah. no problem with that. Right. When I first went there, yes, it is simplistic. It's got terrible design, but they, they, they hired an illustrator. Yeah. The illustrator that they hired, I... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't I don't know how this happened. When you go to the front page, there's this cornucopia of people. They've got people in wheelchairs. You've got people with uh, family, you know, business owners, whatever. Yeah, you know, a bunch of bunch of different types of people. When you go to the individual section, mm-hmm. you have you have a black family. Right. When you go to the small business, you have all white people and one Indian in a what looks to be a convenience store outfit. <laughs> when you, when you go to the insurance, you have a douchebag in a white douchebag in a suit. Yes, and it's it it just the stereotypes that came out on. Just go check it out and look at it and tell it, me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. You're, you're not it, you're not wrong. Um, I I. I don't necessarily think that it was intentional. Uh, they obviously really tried to show, you know, diversity, but uh, it is very funny how they managed to do that. And uh, hey, you know, on the plus side, the black family—they're together. Well, I think they're stand- <laughs> aren't they standing apart? I gotta, uh, I gotta, I I gotta yeah, take a I look know. here. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. Here's a, no. Yeah, I think isn't the dad like off on his own? No, 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 no. The dad. Oh yeah, the, the, no. The dad's off with the son, off to the side. It's the mom and the girl, and the dad okay, and the well, son. But there's, there's no know. malt liquor in the background. Come on, you got give the guys. Some hey, pops hey, here. hey, hey! Don't don't push it there. I, I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't go in for those sort of shenanigans. I one thing that I mean, I fucking hate racists. So this is why. It kind oh, of, I do too. It's but really, you know, if you're gonna go for the whole stereotype, I, I don't think this is intentional. I see. I see the hilarity in it but uh, i don't think it was intentional they're probably I mean, going from statistic sheets saying that the most people that are un- uninsured in the state of kentucky are probably black families yeah That's- and they, they put everybody together on that opening graphic which is kind of nice i see what they did there so didn't even do that many illustrations just kind of split them up over over the uh, different tabs there uh, apparently no asians in kentucky just one indian dude one indian dude in yeah. a in a gas station like serviceman outfit yeah yeah he does seem to be some sort of gas station dude I'm like seriously people seriously we gotta go there it's 2015 Jesus they threw somebody in in a wheelchair that's not bad you know there you go Mm -hmm. roll a cripple and and they went with soccer as the only sports thing in there which is kind of nice go Kentucky oh man so I've been hanging out with old uninitiated people when it comes to technology recently okay I and call them clients. I, I call them parents. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching. We we're watching the World Series. Sorry about that. Oh <laughs> uh, well, way. you know. Yeah. Uh, Go Boston. And, and my dad just finally gets so frustrated. He goes, "What's a goddamn hashtag?" <laughs> it, and, it is amazing how the phrase hashtag, and you just can't see an ad anymore. There's no commercial where they don't go. Go to hashtag dumb shit it's ridiculous and and in a month before my mother we were watching some <laughs> stupid sports oh no we we're watching abc I, I think it's abc or cbs where it used to be called tv worth watching right. and now their tagline is tv worth tweeting and i was, I was like what <laughs> so and she goes what's a goddamn hashtag so i had to explain it to them both times and how how is this not communicated at this point that you know what a hashtag is i mean i know that it's for us it's ubiquitous we know about it i shit i'm I'm friends with the guy that invented the damn thing i remember when it came to be yeah but you know everybody else is just like what the fuck is that thing (laughs) well i mean you know i think even my parents my parents aren't they kind of have a vague idea of what twitter is but they don't really know but they you know hashtag oh that's just some internet thing yeah that so (laughs) Mm. I don't know. It's it, it just drives me nuts. And I tried to get 
what's a hashtag.com and what is a hashtag.com, but some <laughs> dipshit at GoDaddy's sitting on it, so I can't get it. But uh, look at the Wikipedia entry is is fairly fairly cohesive. Yes, it is. Stuff. And I, I do, you know, it reminded me of the site that we talked about last week where they were talking about what an A drive and a B drive is. I, I wonder how many people do. I mean, I recall that hashtags were used for IRC. Yeah, and so. I just said cohesive. I meant to say comprehensive. I'd be I'd be staying up nights thinking about that till this episode came out. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't get it off my chest right you now. Call me for a last minute edit. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> comprehensive. Not I'm on a plane, Jason. Too bad. <laughs> edit it yourself. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I did see that uh, Twitter has actually finally rolled out uh, embedding photos and videos in the feed now, not just a link, thus making it even more like Facebook's timeline. But they've been doing that for a while with the cards, haven't they? I think why so. This, why is this different? I, this is inline photos and videos. Uh, I don't know. It's it made the news. They made some sort of adjustment. So, uh, although I haven't noticed on my accounts, it seems to be only rolling out on specific accounts because, like, I just put up a photo on the Grumpy Old Geeks Twitter, and it's not. Uh, it's still a link. It's not embedded. Hmm, that's interesting. Because yeah, yeah you, you had to use cards before. There's a there's a certain syntax that you do in the html for your site when you link to something that will get it to pop the the video or the picture in like if you're on a twitter client you can say view photo or view media and it will expand and and show you what it is those are those are called card like twitter cards yeah um so i'm not sure exactly what the difference is here i'll I'll, i have to take a look at it i I didn't really give a shit enough to really <laughs> to care read the about article. reading this. Yeah, I'm like, okay, Twitter put some shit in its timeline. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. I mean, the main thrust of the article is, isn't so much about the technology aspect as it's just like, all right, we're completely done with words. Even the last kind of word-based social network is now just about shoving pictures and videos in your face. So, Yeah, no, no. Yeah, which is fine, whatever. I don't care. I, I've given up. I've given up. Well, it is multimedia. Jesus. <laughs> it's just words. It's just m- 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 media. It's, 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 it's monomedia. <laughs> monomedia? Monomania? Uh, so we can... Monomenon. <laughs> oh, man. That, yeah, what was that? That was the Muppets thing. Do, 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 do. Yeah, with uh, Sandra Bullock. It's fantastic. Uh, Good old we, stuff. We might have to drop that video in the show notes for anybody that hasn't seen it before. And uh, we, did a, we did a couple... Uh, uh, we did a thing for Minion Mayhems where we, we ripped that off where it was a dancing thing instead of people going, Manamana. <laughs> it was uh, pervasive. And when I, I didn't know what it was when they told me about the project, I started working on the Minion Mayhem, the, uh, you know, for Despicable Me, the ride in Orlando. Yeah. Um, I started working on this thing and they're like, yeah, it's like Manamana. And I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> so I, I, had, I had gone my whole life without knowing about what this thing was. And once they played it for a month, I couldn't get it out of my head. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we can take shit on planes now. Apparently. Yes. Well, not yet, which really bums me out because I am getting on a flight tomorrow. Uh, there, the FAA is going to finally roll out new rules over time that will let passengers use their tablets, their iPads, their ebook devices during takeoff and landing as well as during the flight. Okay, because we talked about this already. Yep. Um, so this is them finally saying, okay, we're going to do it? Yeah, this is them saying okay. we're going to do it, but without really giving a specific point in time yet. But they finally announced that it is definitely going to happen, and they'll start rolling it out. And uh, as we discussed, uh, an iPad shooting across 
at 500 miles an hour, I might start wearing a helmet for takeoff and landing. Um, I think TSA <laughs> might have an issue with you coming through with a helmet. Uh, see, uh, that, do you remember you know. there, there, there was a guy that came on with it was wearing one of those squirrel suits, uh, you know, the flying squirrels. Yeah, yeah. And he got taken off. <laughs> They're like, we're not letting you on because if you're, or you're not going to get on a plane with a parachute, you know, because they think, well, why do you have a parachute, and not everybody else? Because you're going to do something and jump out and whatever so don't bring a helmet that's yeah, all i'm don't saying bring a helmet and uh don't bring a parachute i'm pretty sure that the the mythbusters did something about like getting off trying to jump off a commercial airliner going at those speeds that you would die anyways so really i don't remember that one i had to check that out i think well so. yeah it's, I, especially 500 miles an hour yeah knowing where the the tail is you would probably <laughs> cut the tail in the tail fin in half um or break your back as soon as the wind hits you pretty uh, much yeah it's probably yeah. not safe so, but yeah, not in time for my uh, gargantuan twelve-hour flight tomorrow. So, bummer. But that's okay. I'm I'm hoping that. Uh, well, I'm actually flying a, a new airline. I've I've never flown Air New Zealand before, which is what I happen to be taking. Um, nice, nice. Oh, I hear they're quite nice, and if they're anywhere near as civilized as Air Canada, they will turn on the uh, the movies system and everything before you get going. And they they've been allowing us to uh, watch movies with headphones during takeoff and landing on Air Canada for quite some while. So I'm hoping well, head, that will be headphones, the case. Headphones have always been legal. You can always wear headphones. Um, yeah, you just couldn't listen to anything on them except for their inbuilt services. So, Yeah, and, well, and international flights have different rules because I, when I flew to Hong Kong, mm-hmm. uh, I, I flew Cathay Pacific. And as soon as we hit, I mean, it was like 30 seconds after takeoff. Right. Like everything's lights, out. Everything's <laughs> off. Their 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 stewardess is coming down the the aisle with jugs of wine. Everybody's up and moving around. It is not like it is here. I mean, it's like we're we're going to we're going to China, motherfuckers. It's yeah. like this is a long ass flight. Yeah. Get that wine going. <laughs> yeah, that was a twenty some hour. Oh god, that flight was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but I had an airbag in my in because I was in a bulkhead seat. Right. It, so there was no seat in front of us. Uh, but my my seat had a. Uh, or my my um, seatbelt had an airbag in it, which I thought was just the coolest thing. That is pretty damn cool. Yeah, I, I was wondering when they were going to start rolling those out for everybody. But yeah, it, it's if you got to do international travel as as far as going to Asia or whatnot, Cathay Pacific was awesome. I, I had, heard had they are amazing. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah, and they were cheap too. They were the cheapest and the best, as I can tell. <laughs> So I hope that uh, you have a nice little tiny 12-hour flight. That's nothing. Yeah, it's not too bad. <laughs> I'll survive. I used to do it all the time back when I was living over there. So it'll it'll be okay. It's just been a while since I've done it, uh, and I still won't be able to, unfortunately, read my ebook yet. Unless they've rolled it out by tomorrow on Air New Zealand. Somehow I doubt it. <laughs> so you're, you, I, I noticed in, in our little notes thing that you're pissing and moaning about Upworthy. What's, what's the problem? I'm just so sick of it. I can't stand it anymore, and you can't get away from it. Like, I, I unlike the page and all that, and now it just shows up in ads, and everybody that, you know, every friend has to like the same stupid crap, and oh, I just can't stand it anymore. I'm too grumpy, and I'm too old to give a shit about these stories. At first, I liked them, because some of them were really inspiring when they first started out, but like anything else, like your Huffington Post, etc., as soon as you start getting a little bit successful, you start to feel the need for content, and now the stuff is just getting more and more ridiculous, and I can't stand it. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never seen the. I may may have seen one article come across. I don't know how you can. I don't understand how you how like this website is following you around and haunting you. I'm like, I how does that work? Because I want to figure it out. Because that that'd be great if I could figure out how to 
make a website, follow somebody and haunt them. <laughs> and I, I, uh, that's, I that's good marketing. I, I don't uh, know how it happens. I have a feeling I just have a bunch of my friends that are, that are into these kind of stories and they're always liking it or commenting on it. So it's just constantly in my feed. Yeah. I've never seen anything. I mean, I've seen like literally one or two articles from them. Gonna, and I mean, I, th- I think the name is good. Upworthy. That's, you know, it's a good name and it's a, it's it's a, good a nice name. thought. Yeah. Uh, so I've actually been on Reddit a lot recently, which is scaring me. Uh, I've, I, I was really good friends with Kevin Rose way back when he right when he first started dig I was I interviewed for the first programmer position after Owen uh, the guy that built it I was going to be like the first hire but I was a technorati and I liked it right. but so I, I I felt this weird kinship with Kevin so when Reddit came out I'm like oh fuck those guys they're they're just <laughs> ripping off dig you know yeah well dig's dead it's it's trying to make a comeback but you know my allegiance was broken when when kevin left the company so yeah. i can look at i can look at competitors now and not feel this pang of guilt <laughs> um, and god damn what a what a rabbit hole that is i could oh, spend yeah. 4 yeah. or 5 hours in there just finding the most useless crap yeah i got really into reddit a couple months ago and then i realized that like 3 or 4 hours would go by and i hadn't like found what I initially was going there to look for anyways and hadn't done anything else with my life all day. Uh, it, it is a hell of a rabbit hole to get sucked down. Yeah. I, uh, my trick now is um, I use FreshBooks for all my contracting work. Mm-hmm. What, what, all my work. I, I'm a contractor, so all my work is contracting work. So when in FreshBooks, when you, there's a timer section. So you go there and it pops up a small little vertical window that is your timer right. that you use to track time that you then assign to a client. Um, I keep that open all the time now, mm-hmm. and if that's not running, <laughs> I feel I feel crappy. <laughs> right. That's the whole point of me being in front of the computer is to make that timer go. <laughs> so if I'm in front of the computer and that's not running, then I don't need to be in front of the computer. That's the point. Exactly. So that's that's how I'm getting around these uh, these time sucks. It's like, look, I've been I I have wasted. A, enough time in front on the on the fucking internet you know i don't need to do it anymore i know it's just it's it's empty calories it the is. internet the internet is empty calories if you're not doing something for a reason so that's how i'm getting around it now i've got my little timer and if that's not running i can go for a walk <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah Period. no i agree and, and the internet is empty calories and reddit in particular is like the hometown buffet I have I, I got to say though I found a subreddit on podcasting because you know we are podcasters mm-hmm. and since we, I now have two shows in in the uh, in the works I'm trying to kind of connect with more more of the guys who are doing it to find the tips and tricks to make it more fun right. <laughs> and make it easier and all that stuff so I did find a really cool subreddit on podcasting that uh, that that did bear some fruit. Excellent. But be, but beyond that I found just a bunch of really stupid pictures with <laughs> captions. That's yeah. it. Yeah, at least it's not all cats, just a lot of it. Yesterday was, uh, or is it today, is a, a National Cat Day. Who the uh, hell came up with that? Was that yesterday? It was yesterday because uh, there were even more cats than normal on Instagram, I noticed. Oh, do we really need, need a cat day? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> we don't need a I day mean, for anything. Uh, that's actually one of the few things that I enjoy on Twitter is uh, I follow... Um, Captain Kirk, William Shatner, and he always posts what national day it is. It's always ridiculous. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like <laughs> National Peach Pie Day. Oh, great. <laughs> All right, go Shatner. Mm-hmm. Go Shat. Hashtag Shat. <laughs> I think that's not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> Command of the week. Uh, 
Uh, so, um, in our effort to actually post more on our on our social media, I, I saw something that drove me a little crazy during the week while I was working. Uh, took a little snapshot of an ad on Facebook for Hootsuite, which a lot of us know, are aware of and some people use. I, I personally am not a big fan. Uh, what but they, what, wait, wait, what do they do? What's Hootsuite, Hootsuite is a social networking platform, so you can punch all your clients. Uh, Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, all that sort of stuff into it and basically schedule and do all your updates through this application, okay. this platform. So that's what Hootsuite is. Um, so they had an ad that's, uh, that's been popping up on my, on my Facebook feed basically constantly. Um, you know, it's uh, your standard Hootsuite suggested post. There are two kinds of social media managers, one, ones who use Hootsuite Pro and ones who need to try it. Blah, 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 30-day free-of-charge trial. And then they use some really horrible clip art of two guys that are obviously meant to be young, hip social media professionals. Um, and I just found the photo to be really bad. Uh, it's just horrible, and it's really funny. So I said, hey, let's, uh, let's have uh, someone give us a good, uh, good quote for that. And uh, thank you, Miller, who came up with a good one. Man, that was a great morning's thought leading. Let's hit Grinder and get some immersive experiences lined up. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> very funny very good ding good. ding ding <laughs> mr miller wins wins the internet for the day yes good stuff so i have a uh, a comment which is actually from uh this comes from kenny in london um it says the gog podcast makes my commute much more tolerable here's a small contribution for beer and bandwidth keep it up cheers kenny and you can find kenny on twitter at skhxs Hashtag uh, thanks, man. Dude, serious thanks. That was not a small contribution, by the way. That was a major contribution. Yes, thank to you keep very us much. In, to keep us in beer and bandwidth. I mean, yeah, granted, we'll probably spend that much on beer in uh, an episode or two. But uh, the bandwidth side, yes, that's great. Thank you very much. Yes. Our bandwidth sponsor is Kenny from London for this show. Kenny and, from uh, London. And uh, actually, Miller himself is also from London. So uh, there's a London connection going on. And I'm going to be spending some of your contribution on a logger in London this weekend. Thanks, Kenny. Yeah, I mean, you should have a meetup over there. <laughs> Sounds like we have a, a London contingency, a contingent, as yes. it were. Maybe we'll do a grumpy old geeks uh, uh, pub meetup. We'll see. Yeah. Might be posting that. Check out. Check, look out for that on the Facebook or the Twitter. I'll, I'll let you guys know where I'm going to be at. Yeah, that'd be fun. I wish I could do it. <laughs> I wish I could be there because I'd much rather be in London than uh, rainy Chicago for the next couple of weeks because it is about to get nasty. Um, so thank you, Kenny. Seriously. Thank you, Kenny. Dude. And, uh, well done, Miller. Very funny. But Kenny, you're awesome. Thank you so much. You, you kept the lights on a little bit longer. Amen. I got the flu. It's flu season. So yeah. IO9 came out with an, with an article this week. So it just flat out said, let's just debunk every flu vaccine myth out there in one fell swoop, shall we? Yes. <laughs> and they, they have – it's a listicle. I give them that. It is a listicle, but it is a listicle with scientific uh, backup. Yes, and, it is. It's a science listicle. Yes. Cytical? Uh, <laughs> it's listicle. Slistical. Oh, God. Um, trademark Grumpy Old Geeks 2013. <laughs> Hashtag Slistical. <laughs> so uh, if you were on the fence about getting a flu vaccine, which I have been for my entire life. because I've I never like gotten one. Pills. Not I one. Like pills. Every year I get the fucking flu and I'm out for two weeks. So this year I think I might go spend five bucks at Walgreens and get a shot. Really? You're going to yeah. do it? 
Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, uh, I, I'm still not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if we if we have to skip an episode because you have the flu and I don't, then I win the internet for the day. <laughs> That's true. I mean, uh, to be fair, um, I think the reason I don't ever have really worry about this is first off, I'm li- I'm living in Southern California, warm. I'm not going in and out. I'm not getting rained on all the time. I'm not going from cold outside to warm inside back to cold outside to warm that inside. That has no bearing whatsoever. Cold and Cold and warmth has no bearing whatsoever on a on a bacteria or a uh, no, virus true. transmitted. You're catching you like the parents like screaming at the kids. You're going to catch the death of you going out with wet air. That has nothing to do with it's a fucking virus. It has nothing to do with it. So, okay, well, point number two. You stay at home and you I've don't worked from home people. for fifteen yes. years. <laughs> And I'm yeah. not in any office. I'm not around a bunch of people that have kids. Uh, and I do public I dr- transportation. You know. I don't do public transportation, and I, I liberally uh, drown my entire system in alcohol. <laughs> I thought that you were going to say like antibacterial hand cream or whatever, but alcohol is better. Yes, no, alcohol and the massive amounts of supplements I take every single morning. Yes, so I'm good. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, this is a great list. Uh, I, all this stuff we all hear all the time, and uh, this will this solves all your problems for you. Bookmark this, and every time you hear something stupid, you can bust it out. Yeah, and fuck you, Jenny McCarthy. Um, Damn right. So I'm going to be traveling a lot in the next couple months. Mm-hmm. I, I should have been back in California by now, but life has its ups and downs and sideways turns. So I'm, I'm going to be uh, up and down the East Coast apparently for the next two weeks through two, three weeks. So I'm going to be traveling. It is the, going to be the beginning of flu season and yes. shopping. Se- and here's the deal. It's also shopping season. So everybody's out shopping and in this nasty, filth-infested Walmarts and Targets and whatever. So it, it is the transmission season. So I'm going, to, I'm going to get a shot just because I've never done it and I always get sick. So if this year I get sick and I have a flu shot, well, then fuck you, flu shot. But I'm going to try it. <laughs> All right. Give it a shot. Uh, yeah, I'm still I'm not getting in, but for obvious reasons. And if I get a flu um, and I have to actually miss an episode, I'll, I'll owe you a case of beer. All right. Um, and I, I am going to be leading a revolutionary charge to Southern California very soon. Um, I'm, I'm loading up on guns and bullets because I'm in the Midwest and we're going to come down there and we are going to kill some motherfuckers because you know what? The Sriracha factory has been shut down because of whiny little bastard neighbors. <laughs> Yes, I, I, this is big news here in Southern California, obviously, because it's it's rather, relatively close by. Um, I love this stuff. Uh, I've always got at least two of them in my fridge. Um, I put it this sh- to to steal the line from Frank's Red Hot. I put this shit on everything. Yeah. Um, it's and awesome. Frank's, Frank's Red Hot sauce is crap. <laughs> I, uh, it is it's, with the exception of making true buffalo wings. That it's is its that, only yeah, use. It's, it's very good. It's because it's very vinegary and it's very watery. But yeah. um, as far as the sriracha thing goes, and I and I have to apologize for all of the uh, adult language, but this this pisses me off. <laughs> um, I I love this stuff. And thirty people, okay, thirty neighbors. How long has this factory been there? Uh, a forever. long time. Yeah. Long so time. This, these are people looking for a paycheck. So I, I don't. They, you know what? They'll get paid off and they'll they'll go away. And I don't – it just – it irks me. I'm like, come on, guys. This is – this is like should be our national food source, OK? <laughs> I know it's a, Thai, it's a Thai recipe. It's Thai hot sauce. But I don't give a shit because 
This is an American product. The guy came to America. He's a businessman. Yeah. This is the American dream. Exactly. Even though we said the American dream is dead, the American dream is still alive in hot sauce. And you're, <laughs> you're shitting on the American dream. Yes. It pisses me off. It's, it's not good, but I do have a backup plan just in case we do end up having a shortage of, of the sauce. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this restaurant yet that's just started to open up. It's called uh, Shop House. And it's basically an Asian take on, on Chipotle. You, you pick your you know, rice or noodles or brown rice. You pick your meat. You pick your whatever. Um, but they have lined the restaurants and basically decorate the restaurants with bottles of sriracha sauce. So if we run out, I'm fucking going to that place and I'm stealing half their decorations. Well, here, the upside for me is I'm in, I'm in Chicago. Yeah. Nobody buys this stuff here. So I can go to a Dominic's or a Jewel and buy the whole lot of it for <laughs> pennies on the dollar. So I'm good. I'm good for, for a while. And I literally did buy a bottle the day before this article came out in the LA Times saying that they shut it down. So, <laughs> uh, so to, to do a, a, an awesome transition, uh, I see that you noted that Amazon Fresh has opened up in LA and Seattle, and they can also deliver this sauce to you. Yeah, yeah, I I was very surprised. I mean, it's it's same day delivery on shit they got in stock. It's it's the co- it's the new Cosmo. Yeah, you know, uh, it's thirty five bucks. Was it a year? I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's Amazon. You know, Amazon deliver, delivering deli- your deliver, delivering you stuff faster, and it's it's kind of reminiscent of home grocer and web van yeah home um, grocer which i used for a while um i actually don't I was, use these services anymore because as, as we mentioned I, I work from home so getting out of the house is actually kind of nice but it was super convenient and i'm a lot of people are using amazon fresh here already i see the green trucks driving around everywhere okay that's cool um yeah, back in the day, uh, when I was, because I was, I, we talked about me, my Cosmo, my addictive Cosmo use for porn and ice cream. Yes. Um, I, I used Home Grocer every week because I had a ridiculously small, stupid ass sports car back then. I had a two seater 300ZX, which I could put a bag of ramen in and a gallon of milk. So for me, having them come deliver my groceries was fantastic. And the great part about Home Grocer was um, they wouldn't, you couldn't tip them. Even if you tried to tip them, they yeah, wouldn't take it. They wouldn't take and, it. And and one guy took it and uh, turned out that he wasn't allowed to and he got fired. It was crazy. Um <laughs> Because they send out uh, they send out surveys after they sent out surveys. But here's the thing that Home Grocer would have lived on forever, I think. But they took when Webvan consumed them, mm-hmm. the Home Grocer brand went away, right? And it, it became Webvan, which was the dumbest name for a a, a company ever. Home Grocer, you knew what it was. Exactly. That was great. But Webvan, what the fuck is Webvan? Jesus. <laughs> um, so Amazon Fresh, at least, you know, it's got it's got its own brand. It's good. We've got uh, stuff. I I can't try it. So tell me how it is. Sign up and let me know. Yeah, I'll give it a shot when I come back. So uh, might as well. I mean, it's nice just to have things delivered. And it's in the name of Grumpy Old Geeks Research. Absolutely. You know, let's burn some fossil fuels that, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll report on it on Facebook. Well, you'll you'll also note that the grumpy old geeks icon is not a giraffe. The fucking giraffe. Yes. <laughs> so it, it, if you haven't seen it, you're probably not on Facebook. The 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 riddle, the giraffe riddle. Yes. Um. It's okay. Now we're going to spoil something here. So here's a spoiler alert. You can fast forward ten, thirty <laughs> seconds if you want. It's the eyes. 
It's not the door. It's the fucking eyes. There are so many articles all across the internet about this and about arguments for the door and how if you're already awake, your eyes are open. And I disagree. It's the eyes. It's the eyes. It's the eyes. I'll accept door because I don't want to fucking argue about it anymore. And I'm so over this. I won't accept door. <laughs> I know. I saw. <laughs> you, you, were, you, you did a rebuttal to a couple people. That was awesome. Yeah. No, it's even even. <sighs> Look, I'm not going to get into this. I'm, I, I know my riddles. I'm good with riddles. <laughs> this is, it's the eyes, period. <laughs> it, it, send your complaints to Brian at grumpyoldgeeks.com. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of the eyes, yes. uh, apparently uh, Facebook is going to start doing cursor and eyeball tracking. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to see that, you know, my my mouse hovered over an ad for a couple seconds while I wasn't actually paying attention to anything on my browser. Fine. Good for them. I know it, it, this is a fast company article. Um, the fact that they don't do this already surprises me. Yeah. Um, I'm a little surprised as well. I'm, I'm, I just want to make sure that they can do it in a way that doesn't actually affect the browser and cause things to slow down and blah, 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 blah. It's so. simple JavaScript. You yeah. know, it's, it, it, it's literally simple Dom calls to see, you know, on stop, like on cursor stop, Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me what DOM element it's hovering over. You know, it's it's really easy to do that stuff. Um, they're not doing. They're, they are not doing eye tracking. I just that was my crappy segue. Uh, <laughs> not yet. But there uh, are we'll there, see. There, are, there are services that you can sign up to that do eye tracking, so you can see like how people read a page, and so you can see what what that deal is. Um, it's webcam and JavaScript based. It's easy stuff. Um, so yeah, the, I, it's it's stupid. I really don't. They're tracking everything. They're going to keep tracking everything. Um, what really gets me is now there. There's this whole thing about cookie tracking. Yeah, it came out in the Wall Street Journal, um, and they're talking about how Google and Microsoft are going to start like shifting down third party cookie data to advertisers. And the problem with the article is they're talking about how since everything is going to mobile. Uh, how cookie tracking is it, it there are so many technical errors in this Wall Street Journal article. Yeah. I was um, reading through it as well and I was like that can't be right. No, they're saying they're storing all of this shit in cookies. I'm like no they're not you people. Here's 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 the deal. For people who are even if you think you know what a cookie is, here's what a cookie is. The reason that we and, and the reason that we have cookies. The web is run on HTTP, Hypertext Transfer Protocol. It is what we call a stateless protocol. Every request does not know what any other request does. Now, to create a stateful system so we can have things like shopping carts and yes. logging in, <laughs> you, have to, you have to have a persistent bit of information. And we, they put that in the cookie. The mm-hmm. cookie is just an ID. The, it, that's, it's a simple ID. Yeah, you can put up to, I think, 4K worth of data. In, yep. into a cookie but it it that doesn't behoove anybody all it is is a marker to a database on the back end of the website to see who's coming back and what data is in there okay so cookies are inherently benign i mean there's it's it is about knowing who you are so they can give you it, it, it creates a state yes so they know who you are so yes. now they're talking about oh well with the advent of apps we don't need cookies anymore. I'm like, well, that's like saying, um, because I have a car, I don't need a propeller anymore. They're they're that they're mutually, apples and oranges. Mutually exclusive. Apples mutually and oranges. Exclusive. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, because apps are – they contain state because you're doing different protocols. You're not doing HTTP. Yeah. Um, cookies are very necessary to websites. End of story. If there uh, were no, get if, rid of them. If there were no cookies, there would be no web, period. Yep. Period. Mm-hmm. So – Anything that you read about this stuff is almost always going to be wrong unless it's written by a developer, period. So don't <laughs> believe this shit. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, now, when we get into third-party cookies, which means that um, I have a web page and I put, let's say, a, um, a graphic from your server. With that graphic, I can then set a cookie and know that you're visiting different sites. Mm-hmm. So, and that's called a third-party cookie because it's not coming from the domain that you're visiting. Now, that is where advertisers come in, and they, that's how they track you. Yeah. So if you're going from site to site to site, and if all these different sites have ads from provider A, then they, they can track you along the scale. So if you're in Facebook, and so this is where it gets nefarious. I'm at Facebook, and I've, I have my likes. Well, Facebook shares my, my like history with ad company A. Yep. When, once, I, once I like something, then ad company A knows I like it, and then I go to another site that ad company A is in, in affiliation with, then they so, show me an ad for something that I liked on Facebook. Yeah. You know, that's Which where it gets how paid. something like, uh, you know, if you'd looked at something on, say, Bed Bath & Beyond, that you just find Bed Bath & Beyond ads on every site that you go to that has ads. It happens. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and if Google for something, like if I, I do a, a search for a friend, I like Google for women's orthopedic shoes, and then for three days, every website I go to is showing me ads for women's orthopedic shoes, even though I have, you know, it's like, <laughs> sometimes it fails like that. Um, but yeah. in every browser, you can turn off uh, third-party cookies. Yeah. So it's only for the site that you visit, which I recommend. And there's also this new thing called Do Not Track, which is another... another um, Switch that some people, I mean, it, it's totally optional and most people aren't following it at this point. But turn on do not track. I believe that Chrome has it enabled by default. Safari does not. Um, who cares about Firefox? Uh, <laughs> they do not have it enabled by default. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just one of those simple privacy settings. So yeah. sorry, sorry about the rant, but it, that's all it is. Just cookies are fine. Get over it. Get over it. it. You need them. You, you would not like it without cookies, people. No, no, the web would not work without yeah. cookies. So, um, and the web would not work without commerce. So we talked about how to make money on the internet before. <laughs> yes. I do believe Pinterest has found a way by not making money on the by internet. By not making any make money. money. Yeah. Money. Uh, this article blew my mind. I mean, originally, this is why we started talking about stuff. This is how this podcast started. It's like, let's explore how the hell people make money on the internet. Pinterest is now valued at 38 Billion dollars for billion. a billion for a site that I I've never even been on to be honest I I've, I think I've looked at it twice and I don't care and I get the concept whatever it's fine but three point eight billion dollars with no revenue whatsoever there's no profit there's nothing, nothing absolutely nothing they make no money at all there's not even advertising on the site there is nothing. And it's worth three point eight billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, it. it I, I don't I, understand almost, this I'm world, speech, Jason. I'm speechless. I'm speechless because I, I've said before that it is the greatest infringer of copyright on the internet. So why they're not getting sued every day? Exactly. All they do is steal other people's content, and they're worth three point eight billion dollars, and they don't make a cent. Not a fucking cent. How do they? I don't. I, I don't understand this world. I'm a grumpy old geek. <laughs> 
Yeah, they, they, they put their value on, okay, we have people visiting the site. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what you have? You, you have, don't own anything. You have, you have costs. You have server costs. You have employees, bandwidth, all this shit. But you don't have revenue. Uh, How and, is and, it worth anything? And there's no content that they own. Everything that is on Pinterest is owned by other people. Well, that's the that's that's where the value proposition is. Is they're a traffic driver to other people's stuff, but nobody so they get, they does get, that. It, but that's the same same value as a search engine. It's the yeah. same value as a search engine. I go to Google, I put in a term, and then Google sends me where I need to go. So they're 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 connector. I get that part where they're a connector, but Google at least is smart enough to have ads, yes, <laughs> starters. Self-driving cars, stupid shit you put on your glasses that gets you banned at a health club. Uh, or, or gets you a ticket driving. You saw that, right? Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so at least they're, Google is smart enough to figure out avenues of monetization, whereas Pinterest just makes my mom look at fucking curtains all day. <laughs> That's what it does. The only good thing that ever comes out of Pinterest is hopefully your wife or significant other will find some recipes. That's about it. Yeah, I uh, I don't get it. No, um, I, and here's the problem: we're dudes. It's not a dude thing. It well, that's a- the other thing. How can it be worth three point eight billion dollars when it only it already only appeals to one half of the population? Well, there there, there are no the- dudes on Pinterest. Not a one. There are a couple, but they're <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't understand. And I this is. This is one of those things that just somebody's getting rich off of this. It ain't me yeah. because it, it. This is where logic fails me, and why I wish I wasn't so goddamn logical. Because then I could make it up and say this is why we're worth this because I fart money. <laughs> you <laughs> I know what? Know. You know what makes this even worse, Jason? As, as we're contemplating this and slowly being driven mad, there's a global wine shortage. I know. I'm so bummed about this. <laughs> Oh, the wine shortage thing is it. Uh, and here's here's the funny part. My uh, my old professor from my old photo professor posted this on Facebook, and uh, I, I saw it, and I, I literally, as uh, R. Kelly would say, a tear fell up out my eye. <laughs> um, it uh, it saddens me that we we are in a a global wine deficit right now. It's a little so. frightening, but uh, it's it's uh, apparently a lot to do with a massive increase in wine consumption in China. Well, also, we're now two buck chuck is three buck chuck. God <laughs> what what the hell happened there? You know that Trader Joe is a bastard. Uh, Trader Jose. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Trader Jose, it'd only be a buck fifty. Well, no, the Trader Jose is the if you're in the Mexican section and you're buying burritos, <laughs> that's sold from Trader Jose, not nice. Trader Joe. <laughs> um, but man, yeah, the two buck chuck thing is not two buck chuck anymore. That that just ruined my worldview. <laughs> ruined my worldview. So, yeah. and I do have to say, if you if you do get the uh, the Charles Shaw is what it's called, uh, the Shiraz is actually not bad. That's uh, that's kind of my my go to wine with my dad at night is oh. the Shiraz. Right. The, the three buck Chuck Shiraz. It, the, the rest of the stuff is crap. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's god awful. You cannot drink their Cabernet. Um, but the Shiraz is actually quite good, I found. I mean, and I'm a $20 a wine guy, bottle of wine guy. I, I like my J-Lore. I like my Coppola. Um, right. 
I'm 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 a I'm a wine snob and I can drink the the, the three buck Chuck Shiraz. So I'm going to stick with that since there is a shortage and probably everything else is going up in in price. Most likely, I'd expect to see a lot of prices going up. So get your wine, stock up now, enjoy. And you know what? If you get really upset about the fact that you don't have any wine, don't kill your wife and post a photo. The, look at look at how I'm doing oh. with the segues today. I'm on fire. <laughs> I think the do- even the dog is rolling her eyes at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia's over here going, Jesus, did he really? Hey, you said let's let's run through all these news stories really quickly, and I've been working hard on the connections. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, some, some asshole martial arts guy got beat up by his wife, so he claims, and uh, shot her to death and says, uh, I'm going to jail for the rest of my life. Here's a picture of her dead body. Okay, uh, fry this motherfucker. That's all I got to say. Fry him. Uh, but it shows that I mean I, I, the connections between social media and real life, how that how this is kind of forming and accumulating and all of just this weird shit yeah. is just I don't know I, we're just lost at this point. <laughs> um, and is, this is not the first person to post the the photo of a victim of a murder on no, Facebook. It's that, that's that's the part that really got me. It's like this is now a thing. Murderers. Post pictures of the people they just killed and wait for the police. It's like, uh, yeah, um, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm lost at that point. So yeah, people are dumb. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> News at ten. <laughs> um, I'm trying to kind of come up with some kind of correlation with John Wayne Gacy and the clown shit, but I can't. I can't no, no. put the two together. <laughs> um, clowns are evil. That's all I got out of that. <laughs> so, speaking of evil, yes, <laughs> I'm doing doing my best for a segue here. I know I didn't. Um, I didn't really have one for what we had left. So um, now there are there are areas of the government that are trying to tax people for the amount that they drive to pay for the roads that they're driving on uh they want to put a black box in your car that tells the government how many miles you drive and okay. then you get the appropriate tax bill for so you know okay, it's yeah pay, pay per use kind pay, of thing pay as you use which uh, as a, as a concept i'm totally fine with i like it I always thought that the entire, you know, car insurance stuff should be based on gas. Uh, the more you drive, the more you pay. Um, the problem is this is government, and they are, you know, chronically inept. Well, and, yes. And they, they also want the, some of these boxes have location. Yeah, that's that is also an issue. If they're just tracking pure mileage, that's fine. Uh, as soon as they have an entire map of where I've gone for the last five months, no. And what time I was there and what I was parked in front of, yeah, that gets <clears throat> that's some scary-ass shit. Although all of our phones are doing that already to us. Phone, the phones are doing it. If you've got uh, an Easy Pass or an iPass or one of those automatic toll-paying devices, which I don't think you guys have that much in California because every, they're freeways. Here they're tollways. We pay for everything. Um, my trip, I just literally drove 1,100 miles this weekend, and I every – toll booth i went through i'm tagged i'm tracked they take pictures of my license plate they take an rfid uh snapshot from the device itself and charge the credit card they know where i'm at from that um so you can't i mean driving anywhere you're going to be there was a great arts technica article there there are license plate scanners everywhere all those weird cameras you see that have no labeling on it just on light poles 
all that stuff is just gathering data on who's going where when. So this is just another avenue for it. It's nothing – it's not new and it's legal. It's legal for them to track where – you because you're, you're in public. They can put up a camera and track you. Yeah. Period. All this uh, stuff is out there already. But when you want to talk about government ineptitude, this stuff all exists already, yet every time there's a manhunt, we can never find anyone. That's uh, true. That's true. <laughs> like there was that guy, the cop guy here in California that ran up to Big Bear like how, it was six months ago or whatever. They couldn't find the dude. All this stuff is out there. Still couldn't find him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you look at London as the, the prime the, example of yeah, the, cam- the, the camera The most watched city in the world. And they 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 say that yeah it doesn't stop crime and they try and go back later to figure out from whatever I mean granted you look at the Boston bombings we caught those dudes because of Reddit like a liquor store camera not Reddit not Reddit <laughs> um a liquor a private camera yeah mm-hmm. um not one of the ones that the taxpayers pay for so what the fuck are the taxpayers paying for them for let's let everybody else do it um I don't know uh. In in theory, I'm okay with this. Yeah, because it's... because I when I drive, I mean I'm already paying tolls. You know, in because in the eastern part of the United States, we pay tolls everywhere. In California, you don't. So this comes out of California for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know what? Put up toll booths. Period. <laughs> Just... uh, that's an option too. I mean, I would be totally fine with the concept of let's get rid of auto insurance and let's get rid of all the provisions in our state and federal taxes for road maintenance and all that stuff and simply tack add it on to the gas tax um and then it becomes a complete usage thing i'm even fine with the idea of tracking mileage um but there has to be oversight and yeah they can't be collecting everywhere that you go no location just strict mileage and then i'm okay with it so okay um so there there it is it's out there there. it's it's coming around well it'll be something i don't know um now our our final our <laughs> final news item of the day. I'm gonna I'm I'm dumping the healthcare gov one because they had a they had an outage at a data center. Who gives a shit? Outages um, happen, people. Yeah, it's the internet. Um, and these people are obviously inept enough to put everything in one data center. So I just don't <laughs> even start. Um, the healthcare.gov thing is just a fuster cluck. Yeah. Uh, now this one, this comes out of. Uh, EliteDaily.com. I don't know where the original story came from, but somebody passed it along to me and says, a big butt is a healthy butt. Women with big butts are smarter and healthier. Uh, I had an interesting... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my first first reaction was... Yes, go ahead. If this was true, Kim Kardashian (laughs) would be running NASA. And she's not. So... Ergo, logic yes. dictates this is bullshit. <laughs> yes, uh, this is complete and utter bullshit. It's a stupid article. Um, it's funny. It, it's obvious why it's popular. Uh, my f- funny reaction throughout the day was seeing my female friends that decided to post it versus those that didn't. And some of them, I was like, you don't have a big butt. Why'd you post that? Anyways, it's a weird article. Uh, there's no correlation, as we'll talk about later, because I found a nice article about statistics and how they can be twisted to prove anything that you want them to prove. And yes, if Kim Kardashian is a prime example of somebody that is neither smart nor healthy. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, Sir Mix-a-Lot, suck it. Yeah. I like big butts, and I cannot lie, but they aren't smarter than I. <laughs> God. Yo, seriously? Are you shitting me? 
So the aforementioned uh, statistics article I was talking about, which is in our show notes, uh, came from Boing Boing. I mean, this is this is old news, uh, but it's a really great wrap-up article. It basically tells you how you can go from the size of Kim Kardashian's ass to her being smart. Uh, which we all know is incredibly wrong. Uh, statistics can be used to prove just about anything. Um, I'm sure that many of you that made it through statistics in, in college or whatnot know this. It's a good little wrap-up article. Go check it out. Um, it's a primer 101 in how you can understand things on the Internet and know that they're not true. So, we had, we had, a, we had a saying at uh, Technorati. Yeah. 85, 85% of all statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> and that number always changed, too, because that was a statistic that was made up on the spot. <laughs> so, yeah. it's a you know, self fulfilling prophecy there. Yeah. So, Boing, yeah, Boing Boing gives you a quick little breakdown uh, and a link to some larger articles like Alex Reinhardt's Statistics Done Wrong, The Woefully Complete Guide, and the other classic How to Lie with Statistics, uh, which people like Pinterest probably use all the time. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they, that's their Bible. Yeah. It's got to be in a, in a golden case on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So my my other article that I came across for uh, for Are You Shitting Me um, was something that, <laughs> I mean, it's just, all these companies start out with such great intentions and they're such good ideas. But Yelp, this is a fantastic idea. It, it, you know, you, you go out and you, re, you, get, you review things that you like and other people can read it and comment on it. Um, but then there was this poor guy and, you know, because the Internet gets run over by trolls and horrible things. Great article on Salon about a guy that was trying to buy kind of an upscale suit from an online retailer, got the shaft, uh, got ignored, blah, 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 blah. Finally decided to write a Yelp article about it and then basically got cyber harassed by the owners of the company. Yeah, I mean, this guy was an author. He had a book coming out and the guy who, who, who was going to sell him the suit was like, uh, good luck with that book launch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it totally just was like uh you you want to you want to come at me i'm going to come at you you yeah. know um and yelp is yelp has always been very nefarious i mean like 5 years ago it came out that they were bullying store owners and you know <laughs> yelp is a mess um <laughs> so if there was if there was and that, that's the crazy thing about yelp is it's not hard to do i mean it's why are there no no competitors to yelp i don't understand that i mean got critical I, mass you know that i mean it's yeah that's so what it, it comes down to because i mean you and i literally could rewrite yelp in a day yeah exactly this, this, it's this is not easy hard tech and the problem isn't the tech and the problem isn't even the concept the problem is humanity people yeah <laughs> there, there are trolls there will always be trolls People are stupid. People are dumb. People get angry. Uh, people lash out. Uh, we are seeing uh, the internet. The, the internet does nothing but reflect back our own nature to us. <laughs> it does. It is a. It is a <laughs> very giant, uh, obnoxious mirror. Yes, with a lot of pimples. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, my biggest problem with this article was just that it was very long, and this guy's got a book coming out. Oh. Uh, well, I'm not going to read his book because his article is just too goddamn long. You know? it, it was a long article. He definitely needs an editor. Uh, I'll yeah. write that on his Amazon.com reviews, and then he'll probably go on to Grumpy Old Geeks and give us a one-star rating. <laughs> and thus, the cycle continues. The cycle continues, so <laughs> stay – just – it's it's war games the, you yeah. know the best way to the, the 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 best way is just not to play exactly <laughs> welcome to this week in shit we put on our computers talking to people who listen to the show it turns out that one of their favorite sections is when we talk about the apps <laughs> and, oh and man stuff, i hate apps <laughs> i know um and i've been trying to to check out less of them but now 
I find that that's the part people like a lot. So I, I have made a concerted effort to go out and spend my hard-earned money um, on apps every week. Uh, okay. I, I, I have a budget now. I, I will spend up to $20 a week. Wow. Which is – it's when you think about it, it's not a lot because some of the apps that I buy are like seven or eight bucks. Um, this week I only spent uh, – uh, three bucks. Yeah, I spent three bucks this week, so I've got a I've got a surplus in in weight, um, and I have a list of apps for next episode. Um, so the first thing that I I checked out was uh, remember when I talked about Studio Neat before yes. they made the Cosmonaut and the Glyph. Um, they were a Kickstarter group, but they also make iPhone apps. Okay, and this week we have a new one from them called Slow Fast Slow. Okay. Which is an easier way when you have a, an iPhone that is capable of doing high-speed uh, video taking to do uh, more uh, fine-grained uh, manipulation of the slow motion versus fast motion. And you can actually speed it up and slow it down. Mm-hmm. It gives you just a little graph that you can move pointers on. Uh, works great. Works perfect. I, I am a fan of this app. Because in the slow mo stuff with the iPhone 5s that I have, you can you can manipulate the the slow period versus the normal period, but you can't speed it up. So this lets you actually speed up the the frame rate. So, and it goes back to I think the 4s because the 4s can do 60 frames per second, right? And the 5 can do 60, and the 5s can do 120, I believe. I think that's the numbers. I uh, could be wrong, but you know, sue me. Right. <laughs> so free. It- so if you're slowly building your Vine empire, this is probably the app for you. Uh, or your Instagram empire. Or your Instagram video empire. That's true. Fuck, yes. fuck, fuck Vine. It's still, <laughs> it's still around. I can't understand. I don't get it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's a cool little video app. I mean, it's, it's amazing to think that you can do all this on your phone now. So. Yeah, and the 5S camera is just amazing. I yeah. mean, I just, I just spent 1500 bucks on a, uh, on a new uh, SLR. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of an SLR. It's, it's a... Uh, one of those mirrorless cameras. I bought it actually from Kent Nichols, the guy who uh, is one of the great minds behind Ask a Ninja. <laughs> um, <laughs> great site. That's a great site. Yeah. Favorite web series of all time. One of the best. Up there with uh, Tiki Bar TV from the old days. <laughs> um, so I bought I bought this Fuji camera from him, and it does great photos and video. And but like day to day, my 5s is pretty damn comparable <laughs> yeah i mean i was i was thinking about that for london i was like do we do i take a you know kind of more high-end camera do i bring a, a dedicated video camera and i was like i got the five it's fine that'll take everything that we want so absolutely yeah, yeah. you just don't need it anymore they're doing such a good job yep. um so my next one i was i was checking out this web summit video yesterday because uh i, w- I was talking about kevin rose before mm-hmm. uh he was interviewing tony hawk on stage right. at this at the Web Summit conference in London, so I, I hopped on and watched the live stream. And the guy that was on before him uh, talked about a site that they did called uh, Calm dot com, which is a meditation site with it's a, a very a, pretty. Yeah, it's cool. It's got and it's got a a free app that goes along with it with mm-hmm. paid upgrades. Uh, I haven't done the paid upgrades. I just played with it for a minute, but it it it's very promising because you know my my whole. Uh, Attempt to go Buddhist. With yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've been doing this too, and I remember a bunch of episodes ago, I pimped uh, the app Budify, and I still love that app, but I have discovered I have hit the limits. Like, I, I've done every single one of their meditations, so I'm looking for another one right now. Yeah, actually, I'm going to pull up my phone right now because I've got another one that I want to I want to pimp that I I it's I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me pull it up here. It's this guy Andrew Johnson, who's a Scottish guy. 
Uh, he's got I can't a, imagine listening to a meditation done in Scottish accents. I know, but I tell you what, <laughs> it's awesome. It's okay. awesome. So he's got one called Infinite Relaxation, and he's got one called Relax, but he's also got a bunch of other ones on positivity, uh, stop drinking, don't panic, social phobia, all this other stuff. Um, but enough but, about you, Jason. <laughs> That's why I like the guy. He's Scottish. <laughs> a Scottish. A Scottish meditator telling me to stop drinking? Come on. <laughs> Oh, the irony! I know this is this is like some some serious uh, Mike Myers stuff going on here. Um, Head down. Uh, <laughs> oh, how I married her! Uh, so I married an axe murderer. So, so I married an axe murderer. If you have not seen that movie yet, you got to fucking go see it now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, but yeah, his his relaxation vid or uh, audio programs, mm-hmm. they they cost a couple bucks. Well worth it. His infinite relaxation is kind of like Paziz where it's it's modifiable and they generate a program on the fly. Right. Um, but just his standard relax one has like two or three options. It's amazing. I love it. I can – this guy puts me to sleep every time. You know, um, Andrew Johnson is is his name and just look for uh, – the, the, the app is literally called Relax. That's the first one that I got. Okay. Um, Check it out. Well worth the money. And 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 I tell you, you're going to laugh your ass off the first time you listen to it. I'm sure. He's like, you're looking at some stairs. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'm gonna, it's going to feel like Bob is talking to me. You're going to walk, start walking down the stairs, and every time you go take a step, you're going to feel 10% more relaxed. So by the time you're at the bottom of the stairs, you're going to be completely relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even talking about it is. Oh it, God! Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna download it just for shits and giggles. Yeah, but I tell you what, you're gonna love it. All right. <laughs> you're gonna love this guy. Um, the last one I got is actually a new thing called Codio, which is an in-browser IDE, integrated development environment. Uh, okay. So if you're trying to write code, um, you can do basically. It's more built for HTML5, JavaScript stuff. Right. Uh, it's it is. Very pretty. It's in beta, so they're still working it out. And I got here's the cool part. I got an email from the guy who founded it. It was probably a 17 year old kid because everybody's so damn young. Um, <laughs> with his, with literally his Skype address, and he's like, "Hey, check it out. And if you got anything, give me a call. Talk to me. Whatever." <laughs> it's like very cool customer service. He's like, you know, reaching out and doing all, ticking all the boxes on the uh, customer service chain at this right. point. Um, so kudos, kudos to him, and it's cool. It doesn't support PHP uh, previewing, Boo. which which I I completely understand because you know you run an eval in there, and I own the box. Um, yeah. So for me, it's 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 kind of useless from an enterprise standpoint. It's very useless because I'm not going to run it. It's it's. Let me let me step back a second. It's more built for people who are doing open source development because it ties in with Git. You can pull in your GitHub. Uh, projects into it um so it's more built for people who are doing open source development but as a closed source development provider like myself i'm not going to give out my source code to anybody yeah and and there are legalities involved with that and i cannot under law you know open a lot of my source code to a third-party developer who it's passing through yeah so for that stuff it's it's a no-go but if you're just doing like html and javascript stuff check it out it's fun i mean it it looks super pretty but yeah i've got the same concerns as you i don't think i would ever use it so but it looks great 
Yeah, I, I I give I give him total heads up, and I might actually I might hit him up on Skype sometime and just say, hey, dude, I I I, I think you're doing a good job. <laughs> um, we can Skype him in on the next episode. He can talk about it a bit. There we go. I don't think he's old though. I think he'd, he'd be a grumpy. Or I think he'd be a positive young geek, okay. which would be should be our competition. <laughs> we, we don't like those positive young geeks. Uh, fuck him, <laughs> little shits. <laughs> This weekend, false advertising. It's Halloween, War of the Worlds. Not the crappy Tom Cruise movie. Uh, I like that movie. <laughs> I didn't care for it at all. Uh, the original War of the Worlds. Uh, Orson Welles' infamous 1938 radio program. Uh, 75 years ago, as of uh, this last Wednesday, since this will come out on Saturday or whatever, um, is when he first broadcast it. And I think we all know, you know, in the back of our minds, we've heard that there was... Panic in the streets of the United States. People were losing their minds and going completely apeshit when this was first broadcast. Right? You've heard that too. Well, yeah. In high school, this was a this was a case study in my media class. I took literally in high school. I used to take media, right, uh, along with my radio class. And this was a case study on how media manipulation can work. Right. So uh, yeah. So people, there was mass hysteria, the likes that has never been seen before in the United States when the, when this went out on the radio and everybody heard it. People thought that aliens were actually attacking. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, cats and dogs living together. <laughs> yes. Except for one problem. Didn't happen. Never happened. It's complete and utter bullshit. And and here's the great part. I mean, this is. It, this is – I think this story is better than the actual story. No, this is amazing now. This is even better. Because, I mean, PBS is I, – I, when you posted this link, I checked it out and I'm like, oh my god. Because I, my stepmom was talking about how she was going to tape the PBS special about War of the Worlds. And then you sent this to me and I sent it to my dad and he's like, wow, nice to see a, a counterpoint. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at this – back in time – Newspapers were losing ad revenue to radio, and so newspapers come out saying <laughs> they they created this story saying how radio is bullshit, but yeah. it was it completely backfired. I guess I don't know. It's it's tell me your take on it. My take on this is 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 HuffPo's been around even longer than we think. <laughs> yeah, it was a completely fabricated bullshit news story made to sell papers. Yeah, that's and, all it was, and, and and it's never been challenged, and it's become part of popular culture, and now we all just believe that this happened. When the reality is, nobody panicked. There was everybody knew that this was a story being broadcast on the radio. Maybe there was like five or six people that freaked out and called the station, but that's it. There were not people running through the streets. There was nobody was looting to pick up a God. I don't even know a nineteen like forties. Product, brill cream. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it, it did. It did not happen. Is 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 the long and the short of it. And it's it it is a it is a great story of media manipulation. And it, it it's almost like it's a Yelp story thing. of it's, media it's, it's manipulation like, about media manipulation. Yeah, and it's almost like the Yelp thing. It's like, oh, well, you want to you want to say something about us? Well, we're going to say something about you, and it, it, then nobody knows what the truth is. Yeah. And for seventy five years, it's we've had this. You know this bullshit uh, permeating the lexicon of what media is capable of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, so. it's it's a fantastic story. I mean, I just like this like little part where they talk about how the legend of the panic was solidified, like in 1940, uh, relying heavily on a skewed report compiled six weeks after the broadcast by the American Institute of Public Opinion. 
by Princeton's Hadley Cantrell, he estimated that about 1 million people were frightened by War of the Worlds. But by the AIPO survey, as Cantrell himself admitted, offered an audience rating over 100% higher than any other known measure of this audience. So it's all bullshit. It was completely wrong reports, completely wrong studies using bad statistics that set off this entire story that now all of us, every single one of us, believe to be true. And yep. it's completely wrong. <laughs> it, it's awesome. And it, I mean, I was just pissed off because I always believed the War of the Worlds, you know, tale. Yeah, and which is a great tale, but this is even better now. It, it's it just, is. Yeah, it's good stuff. So there you go. It's it, Apparently, this is Don't the don't Believe a Damn Thing episode of Grumpy Old Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, believe us, though, because... Yeah, but believe us, because, <laughs> yeah, we very rarely bullshit. <laughs> I mentioned before I had to do 1100 miles in my car this weekend. Uh, so I picked up two books by Terry Pratchett and Stephen Baxter. Now, Terry Pratchett is known for his Discworld novels and the fact that he's got Alzheimer's and yep. is, is a big proponent of assisted suicide. So one day we're going to read in the newspaper that he killed himself. And that bums me out greatly because I want Discworld novels till the day I die. I, I love um, the Discworld series. I'm 100% with you on those. I look forward to every single release. And I was uh, shattered when I heard about his conditions. I know. It's so. just – it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I was originally introduced to him through – I was a fan of Neil Gaiman and he did a book with Neil Gaiman called Good Omens, which is one of my favorite books of all time. I take it – anytime I do international travel, I read it because it's like my – it's my nervous tick thing. I, um, I, read, I read Good Omens whenever I do international travel. I just reread it. And I have my original first printing of the paperback that I carry with me. I have a first edition hardcover and it's one of my favorite books of all time as well. It is uh, right up my alley in terms of humor and uh, picking on religion. And uh, it's, it is one of the funniest books I've ever read in my life. And here's a bit of trivia. Remember when Borders still existed? <laughs> um, Barely. Borders, borders uh, well, I remember when they started because it was right across the street from the mall I used to work at. And they had a bargain table. And on the bargain table, they would have dollar books. And one day I walked in uh, with Mr. Fogarty, who does our, our VO, um, and there was a stack of good omens for a dollar each. And I bought them all and, and they, they were my go-to gifts. I would just give them out to people yeah. that I thought would get it and were cool. Um, so – when I saw that Terry Pratchett did these this book series called – it's the Long Earth series with Stephen Baxter, who I don't know. I don't know what else he's done and I haven't researched it. He's, a, um, he's more of a hard sci-fi guy. OK. That makes sense because yeah. these, are, these are very hard sci-fi books. They're exactly. Not, they're, they're not humorous. It, I don't know what Terry Pratchett actually uh, you know, contributed to these books because I, I can almost not sense any Pratchett in these at all. Um, the, the premise is from the first book – there's a um, – they talk about uh, multiple universes and how any time that there's a decision, a new universe is created. You know, this is, this is kind of string theory. Yeah, string theory 101. Yeah. And the scientist figures out how to step between these worlds. Um, so you can go from – I'm on Earth. They, they call it um, – East and West. Uh, no, what, what do they call the, the datum? The datum is no, – The datum is, 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 is Earth 1. Us. Earth one, that's us. Yeah. And then you can go either side of the earth. Yeah. And and there's infinite numbers of earths that are kind of on a timeline, you know, about probability and, you know, like they're all a little bit different because there were different things that happened to the earth over time with, with different decision trees, basically. And 
they they create a device that lets people go back and forth between these worlds and there are some people who can do it without the device and they're called quote unquote natural steppers yeah. um and as i'm list- I, I got it on audible great read on audible the the narrator is fantastic british guy um and if you go to grumpyoldgeeks.com there's an audible uh link in the sidebar where you can get a free copy of this book if you if you would like yep. um so the the sci-fi part of this book I loved the 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 concept the concept of you know it's right as the earth is hitting it's it's like it's it's set in 2025 yep. so a little over 10 years from now and you know we're hitting peak um population growth and the earth isn't big enough for everybody and there's you know the same same standard stuff yeah. but the fact that okay we're out of land. We've got too many people. And now we have an infinite amount of earths yep. to populate. So it, 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 <laughs> it's this really cool story about, you know, what happens when, when humanity is given when we an infinite solve, amount of land. Yeah, we solve every issue that there is. I yeah, mean, and it, in terms of resources, uh, space, etc. Basically, we took away all the problems that made us all fight. Yeah, and when you go from one world to the next, it's the same time of day, the same you know, the same spot on the planet. There's no time travel involved. It's it's just literally, I'm in Earth one. I'm just going to go to Earth two, and then they come up with you know all the the problems around things like law enforcement and nationalities and governments and yeah. like each government claims that they're still the same government in all of the worlds if they're <laughs> in that same space. Which I, I was just like, really, <laughs> but. Um, how are you going to how i mean the the government can't get taxes on earth 1 how are they going to do it on earth 2 million 25 you know but they explore all those ideas which i really enjoyed i did i i yeah. definitely enjoyed it the second book is called the long war mm-hmm. and where we where it explores that there are other types of sentient life forms out there and they call them the trolls the elves and all these different things and how like some of our mythology was influenced by these creatures who can step between the worlds naturally coming to visit our world. And there's a bunch of different things that, that are, that are pretty cool about it. I just thought the second book was very, uh, it lost me in the middle because it was just a little bit too long winded. Um, I thought I it was good. I thought it was good, but it wasn't great. I thought the first book was amazing and, and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, the second, the second book, by the time it wrapped up, I kind of got back into it, but the middle part dragged. It, it was a bit of a like, drag. Um, one of the things that I found really interesting is, is in addition to already throwing out all the concepts, fantastic concepts uh, that you've already talked about, they also brought in the idea of an actual artificial intelligence, a real one. Yes, yes, that's um, true. Because they, they they created this gel that you know was that could sustain human consciousness, and uh, the character Lobsang was the yeah. first one who could and, be an artificial intelligence, could be a a reincarnated Buddhist. Uh, we don't really know. Um, he's a fascinating character. I was a little disappointed that they didn't explore that more in the second book. Um, this is kind of why when when I first saw that you put that up there, I was like, I am beyond interested in there being a third one. Yeah, in the second book, they did kind of cover it because they reincarnated a nun to yes. be, be basically be his conscience because he was omnipotent and omniscient, yeah. and he needed somebody to kind of keep him in check. Yeah. So they, they brought in another character and resurrected her after she died, which was the main characters like you know protector and nun from this orphanage that he grew up in. Yeah. It, it, it was a cool concept, but yeah, it was. They, I think they could 
have just there's, there's, really focused on him as there's a lot, a lot more, more for them to explore with this world worlds that they've created um i i really enjoyed it i totally agree with you 100 percent. if you come into this uh as a terry pratchett fan you're going to be disappointed uh because there's none of the terry pratchett that you've come to know and love through all of his other work um and i don't yeah i agree with you i don't know where his contribution is uh but this isn't as hard sci-fi as stephen baxter's other stuff i I just googled it really quick because i knew i remembered the name stephen baxter was the guy that they tapped to move on with arthur c Clarke's 2001 books um so he's the one that's been kind of carrying that and co-writing with arthur c Clarke. so he's a very hard sci-fi guy so all of the humanity stuff the priest uh you know the lobsing that whole idea all of that must be pratchett and baxter does kind of the more sciencey stuff um i love both these books i really do hope that there's another one coming yeah, me too. Me too. So. Um, I, well, I hope there's another Discworld before that. Me too. Because uh, I, 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 I can't get into Pratchett's like, young adult novels. Well, no, because um, they're for young adults and we're grumpy old geeks. Well, here's the thing. Like, uh, Cory Doctorow writes some amazing young adult novels. Um, his, his stuff uh, – oh, what, what, what was it called? Um, the, the two that he wrote about the kids in San Francisco uh, were amazing. Um, Big Brother. Big Brother was – an unbelievably great book um i haven't read the follow-up yet but like and neil gaiman's young adult stuff is also fantastic so but i just the terry pratchett stuff it might be too young young adult it's for kids it it really Um, is for kids so and if you haven't seen the tv recreations of the pratchett stuff oh my god they're so good they are so good i have not seen them Oh, you got to check those out. I think they're on Netflix. Um, I'll see if I can dig it up for the notes, but they've done three of them so far and, or at least two, I know two, maybe three. I think they did the hog father going postal and Uh, another one postal. I tell you what, you're going to love the TV version of it because they nailed it. They nailed it. Veterinary. I was always worried about how they were going to portray veterinary (laughs) and they, they got it so right. They, they (laughs) took the time and it's, it's weird. I think their hallmark. I think Hallmark did them. Wow, that's that's pretty crazy. I I'm a little hesitant to to actually have some faces attached to these characters because uh, the Discworld series for for the uninitiated, there's a lot of them. It's there's like there's almost th- there might be over thirty of them. There's probably over thirty, and they're fantastic, fun little great books. Uh, very humorous, but uh, a whole world is created, and and all these characters exist in my mind very strongly. <laughs> and and here's the thing. I was not disappointed by any of the – I mean, yeah, they're different than what I had in my head, mm-hmm. and they're always going to be different. But the the way that they treated these characters with the care that they deserved, uh, I mean, I I was not disappointed by a single one. I, I have to say that, and I am a – I've read every single Discworld novel multiple times. <laughs> so <laughs> um, you cannot find a bigger Discworld fan than me. Uh, so <laughs> – I would definitely recommend giving it a try. Start with Going Postal. If you can, if you can find it, go with Going Postal. But as far as these books go, I, I think as far I'm a hard sci-fi fan. I like, I you know, I'm, I'm cool with people who delve into the science, and I I really do recommend these books. And like I said, the second one kind of drags in the middle, but it, it has yeah. a good solid ending. Yeah, I think. I, I, I'm I'm firmly on the side of recommending them. I think uh, you know if you enjoy the first one, you'll enjoy the second one. Yeah, it meandered a bit. And the third one, I, there's so many interesting ideas in there and so many to be continued. They really didn't wrap it up. So, Well, they've got millions of worlds. I mean, it, they could go with the series forever. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Security! Ha! So, uh, 
all of my bitching in the past has now been uh, rendered moot. <laughs> Word, <laughs> WordPress has finally come up with self-automatic uh, updates. It, it will patch itself as it goes. I woke up this morning and I had three emails that it had updated itself to 3.71. So the 3.7 version, which is the Count Basie version, also called just Basie, yep. uh, has the ability to update the core by itself. It does not do it for themes, which is good. I don't want it to update yes, my themes because I hack my themes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and plugins is still a, a bit out, but... Um, and I don't want it to do plugins because there there are problems with self updating plugins that might also I, I have to hack a lot of plugins yeah. um, because there are really terrible developers out there. Yes. Uh, so, but the fact that the core updates by itself now is huge. It's huge, huge, it's, huge. It's very, 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 very good for anybody that's stuck having to run a WordPress site. Yeah, so uh, like, I, like me and you. Uh, yeah, I got. I uh, also got my emails about the updates, which I really loved. Uh, my only concern is, you know, I mean, I'm hoping the any any major update that they do that really would affect a ton of of themes or plugins or anything like that will not automatically happen because I don't want to wake up to having a bunch of my clients yell at me about their sites being completely broken. Yeah, hopefully this is for point releases. Hopefully, I, I, I'm going to do some more research because for the next 20 days, one of my new clients is just a pure WordPress play, yeah. and I'm going to be balls deep in WordPress <laughs> for the next you know two and a half three weeks. So I'm going to be doing some serious looking into this, um, and I'll, I'll report as we go. I'll try try to keep it a little bit. Uh, for the non-technicals, um, but you know, I like to play with my technicals sometime. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is a big deal, especially for internet security. So many sites out there, are WordPress. Uh, WordPress is the old school PC of viruses. Um, it's open source. People know how to hack it. Um, I've had problems with it. You've had problems with it. I've had even more problems with it uh, because a lot of my clients won't pay me to ever do updates on their sites. So I'm stuck running some older versions of WordPress, which I'm trying to get rid of. Uh, it's a nightmare, and this is a huge step in the right direction. Absolutely. So uh, the next on the news is the NSA infiltrates the <laughs> – I mean this is just crazy. NSA infiltrates links to Yahoo and Google data centers. But did we um, think that they didn't? I had yes, already assumed I, this. I, I, was, I had no idea because if you look at the documents, the, the Washington Post put this out. Yeah. Um, there is a document with uh, a smiley face drawn that says, this is where we decrypt and re-encrypt. <laughs> The data. It's just like, say what? <laughs> I also like that the fact they went with girlfriend experience for Google front end server. Um, GFE. Yeah, the, oh my god, girlfriend experience. Hey, it was a oh. movie. <laughs> it's also it, I I dealt with some guys in L.A. who ran ran brothels who like we we are not an escort service anymore. Now we provide the girlfriend experience. <laughs> and I was well, just the, like, the NSA is just trying to give you a happy ending, people. Um, the fact that they showed these documents to Google engineers and the Google engineer says, Jesus, I hope you, pr I hope you publish this shows the fact that they were not complicit, you know, yeah. um, and that they were stunned as anybody else. And this, I, I personally think that this one is great because now it shows that the NSA is buggering the, the providers without even asking them. And it's going, it's, it's going to be an arms race now. You know, it's going to be a total arms race. Google said that they're going to work on their encryption and, and make sure everything is encrypted from data center to data center. Yeah. Uh, Yahoo being Yahoo says, eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, like I said, I mean, I already assume this. 
I really did. So, well, now we know. Yeah, uh, the and truth. now we know. Yeah, and it was it was interesting in the articles. It uh, in the comments in the article, somebody says, "Can we, the people, officially agree that uh, Snowden gets a presidential pardon?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> I I was like, yes. Oh, well, we the people can agree that, but it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen, you know. I hope you like uh, borscht or <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever the Russian food, uh, caviar, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever, yeah. Um, I, 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 every time these come out now, I'm just more happy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's pretty amazing. I mean, and then uh, it brings up the, the whole, like, uh, you know, Germany and France are pissed off because we're spying on them, even though they spy on us. They just aren't mentioning that part right now. Uh, this is all just a circle jerk. It's the game. It's it's what happens. It's not surprising. Uh, will it change? God, I hope so. Do I think it will? No, I don't. Okay, moving on. Uh, well, I mean, it, it changed after Watergate, so but then it changed back. <laughs> yeah, but then it changed back. Yes. <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens. It's it's going to play out, but I I'm just glad that it's playing out. Um, so the other article I have is from the Wall Street Journal, saying that departing employees are security horror. Uh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> The problem the problem with having a job is that you need security clearance to do your job for a lot of jobs. You know, I I had crazy security clearance when I worked at uh, my previous agency, BLT. I had, I had, I was you know nuts deep into everything from movie studios to TV studios, the whole nine yards. And when I left, um, they never turned off my access. I didn't <laughs> exploit it obviously because I would never do that. Uh, but you can walk out of there with tons of you know, confidential information. You can. This is just a the state of the the industry. You know, once you have access to something, you can put it on a hard drive, a thumb drive, and take it home, and you still have it. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. there's not. They, they don't do. Most companies don't do like forensic document analysis when you're copying something or anything like that because it's just too. It's cost prohibitive. Yeah. So once you have access to something as an employee. You can probably still have access to it after you leave. Yeah, they shut you out of the systems, but you're still going to have access to anything that you copy while you're there that you take home because everybody's got a home computer. So um, it's just – it's this is one of those issues that is kind of unaddressed because it's unaddressable almost. You it, know? Is, it is kind of unaddressable. And the interesting thing for me is like I, I'm just thinking back in my mind now to clients from hell.net and some of the stories there. Um these clients and, and these companies don't realize like a, a person like you or I, when we get involved with them, uh, we have access to everything. Not only do we have access to everything and, and you might forget to stop giving us that access by not getting rid of our accounts or whatnot. We're so deep in the code. We could write our own backends anyways. So you really shouldn't piss us off and like not pay us. We're good people. I've never done this to a client. I've wanted to many, many times. Uh, where I've just been given the keys to the kingdom and they've decided, you know, to do really stupid crap to me. And I'm just finally like, you know what? Here, make sure your new guy turns off my account. Uh, make sure all these passwords are changed and blah, 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 blah. And don't forget, I actually own your domain name. So I'm not going to charge you anything, but get you, you need to take this back over. <laughs> yeah, I, I went through this when I, when I left JPEG magazine because they hired some really terrible engineers and when i when i left i said these are all the systems you need to take me off of and this is this these are the steps that you need to eradicate me from your system because if something bad happens i don't want you looking at me yeah you know it was very important and it's always very important for me to to tell people exactly how i've gotten into their systems and what i do because 
I, you know, every, every time I work with a client, I have root access to their server, yeah. period. Yeah, it's a requirement and to do our job. We have to. Now, here's the deal. They change the root password after I leave. Okay, guess what? I still have access to your system because I install SSH keys that let me walk through your passwords. <laughs> um, that that has you change a password; it has no bearing on it. Yeah. And, and if you're dealing with something like EC2, um, there are on in the databases for RDS, all that stuff. There are IP checks that you put in in the dashboard that you have to go remove. There's just there's a ton of ways that we can get into this stuff. And you know, I, I literally could probably open up my my computer and go back and find, you know, a hundred servers I can get into for clients that I don't even speak to anymore because they didn't pay me, yeah. you know? And, um, and you're actually dealing with some way more technically sophisticated clients than I've dealt with in the past. I mean, I, I just as a test, after I, I was thinking about this stuff, uh, uh, like two or three nights ago, I brought up my FTP and, and I have, I've got like 20 to 30, Logins to just random old clients that I probably haven't even dealt with in five to ten years to advertising agencies FTPs uh, to record label sites FTPs and my all my accounts still work. There's a bunch of their clients and their artists and all their uh, like stuff that shouldn't be out there that I could yeah. easily get into right now. Still, yeah, years it, later, it, it's one of those crazy things. And like, if I was malicious, I could fire up an EC2 instance. With a and create an IP on it, use that as an SSH tunnel to do anything I want. Then you know, go wipe their servers, backtrack out, clear the EC2 instance, clear the IP, delete it, so there was never any trace uh, that I was in there. Yeah. You know, there, there's people need to think about these things when they're dealing with people. So hire good moral people. Is hire what I good say. moral people and actually pay them well uh, um, for what they do. It, Exactly. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It, it comes down to just being good to people and yeah. not and hiring people that back. are going to screw you. Cause yeah. I've, I've, the only thing that I've, I, and the, the, like the statute of limitations has run out. Um, <laughs> the only thing that I've ever done that I feel kind of bad about was I, uh, on the Epson site on Epson America, <laughs> the first one, I created a, uh, an Easter egg that if you went to Epson com slash cornholio, <laughs> that there was a picture of, Beavis with the with his shirt over his head and it said I am Cornholio. Okay, that's just funny. There's absolutely nothing really malicious about that. But it wasn't I mean, malicious, it, but it, it stayed it there still for upset se- them. It stayed there for seven years. Yeah. It was great. I, every time I would go in and just say, Is Cornholio still alive? <laughs> that's awesome. No, but I mean yeah. but I mean really people, I, you gotta think about this. Like I, I actually can't think of a major album that's come out in probably the last seven years that I couldn't have leaked because I somehow have access to it for, because I've worked for every major label at some point and all my accounts still work to get into their systems. Yep. Even though I'm not currently hired by any of them. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's poor IT at yeah. that point. You know, they don't... And even the companies that I work at, I I always do, and I've been hired to do penetration testing and security analysis on many companies. Penetration testing and is that the, is that the full BFE, the boyfriend experience? It is. It okay. is just, the, but I, I it's just the tip, just, just the, the tip. tip. <laughs> um, and the the crazy part is, every time I do these things, they they ignore it. You know, I can give them all the advice in the world, they always ignore it. They just they they turn a blind eye and pretend it doesn't exist. And it's ridiculous. Um, so well, this, I mean, this, that's, is that's, be prob- this is going to be an ongoing problem for a long time. Yeah. They, don't, they don't pay attention until they get burned. 
<laughs> so, you know, and shit, the, another company I worked for, they, they were audited by the Motion Picture Association of America every year because any company that works on films is audited. They, they, they are required to do security audits from the Motion Picture Association of America, which in itself is fucking hilarious. Okay. <laughs> a, a movie company is doing security audits on third party vendors for their security. And this company I worked for, all the passwords for the company were five-digit numerics. Right. That was it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and here's the deal. They got dinged every year in the, on their security audit, but guess what? Didn't stop them from doing their job. I, it's like, okay, it was a check mark on a box that said, uh, you need to change your passwords. Uh, they're like, nah, we're going to keep it this way. <laughs> and there was, there, was no, uh, there was no punishment for it. So – you know, when when this happens, it's you got to punish the people. You got to find them or make them do it. You know, or and you're you not, ch- not going to get the job. And you have to change your protocols. You just have to. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is this is a thing. It's going to be a thing. So I'm a huge music guy. Um, I'm also uh, I love history, and I I geeky and educated and all that sort of stuff and you never think about the fact that like do you know what the music of ancient greece sounds like no (laughs) neither does anyone else until now that was my good radio voice there what do you think well well thank you very much (laughs) no so um this guy uh armand de ajour a musician and tutor in classics at oxford university uh has been researching this for a long time and he found a song uh some stone inscriptions from ancient greece and he kind of like went back over all the information that we have from this time period which really isn't that much uh, it's amazing to think how little we actually know about the world back then. Um, but they were he was able to kind of reconstruct the music, rediscover the kind of instruments that they had back then that used them, and he started to actually start to record some of the stuff so we can hear what 2,500 years ago music sounded like. That's pretty awesome. That is so <laughs> fucking fascinating to me. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, it doesn't sound great, especially not to our ears. It's no Katy Perry, but then what is? Um, uh. <laughs> you know, and then the Archimedes brothers were doing really well, but then they split up. That's a Jonas Brothers splitting up joke, people. Stick with me. No. Damn it. <laughs> Anyways, it's just a one-two thing. Um, it's really interesting. I'm definitely going to be following this. I hope this guy puts out an album or throws everything up on SoundCloud or whatever the hell he's going to do with his music. Uh, go read the article if you're interested at all in um, Greek society, antiquities, and music. Uh, you will be fascinated. That's cool. Uh, yeah, this reminds me of like how we just rediscovered how Romans made concrete. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I remember that too. That's amazing, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I just... The fact that we've lost all this stuff and are, are finally getting back to discovering some of it, some of the stuff that worked for thousands of years, yeah, um, it's cool. I, I mean, granted, the music might not be great, but uh, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, the music is definitely interesting, and they do have a fragment of a lyric, which, I, I mean, I just found this fascinating because uh, – you know, it's a bit more wordy than one would expect from anything from, say, you, you know, your Rihanna's or whatever. But maybe Dead Can Dance might do this. Maybe Dead Can Dance can do a whole cover album. That'd be fantastic. But oh, here, I love Dead Can Dance. <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing if they, like, covered all this stuff? Oh, it'd be oh. so sweet. But there's here's, like, a, a four lines from a song. When, While you're alive, shine. Never let your mood decline. We have a brief span of life to spend. Time nece- necessitates an end. That's great. Wow, that's some deep shit there. That's some fucking Beatles shit right there. Fuck the Beatles. (laughs) 
Most right. overrated band in history. All right. Anyways, <laughs> really cool, really interesting. Go read the article. Go listen to it. Um, it's fun stuff. It's cool. I, oh. I, I love this shit. Yeah, this is seriously good fun, man. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Who's this asshole? I came across an article and I immediately thought of you, Jason, because you've spent some time dealing with the uh, San Francisco uh, whole, you know, startup scene and Silicon Valley and all that. Um, and I kind of hate all those guys up there. And, uh, you know, we both were reading that Lanier book for a while and he talked about basically like the Godhead complex that everybody has up there. Yeah. Um, this article is about a dude who's got his own startup, of course, uh, who dreams of Silicon Valley seceding from the union. Cause fuck it. We don't need America. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this guy, um, what's his name? Let me find his name here. Because uh, I believe it's Mr. Douchey McDoucherson. <laughs> McDoucherson. <laughs> so, Balaji Srinivasan. You guys give name. tech a bad name, you fuckers. Uh, this guy was giving a speech at, uh, what was it? It was probably one of those goddamn Yahoo things. Um, but, okay, let's get down to the brass tacks. He says that Silicon Valley needs to see, secede from the world because they are the driver of everything that is good and wholesome in the universe. And he gave a like the three point eight billion dollar valuation companies that make no profit whatsoever. Yeah, so this guy made a sixteen sixteen and a half minute rant, basically, and 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 oh, Y Combinator, that was it, Y Combinator, yeah, um, which are the biggest group of people with their heads up their own asses that I've ever seen. Um, this guy seems to think that they are so much better than the rest of the world that they don't need the rest of the world. Well, let me tell you, little brother, <laughs> you are so fucking dumb and wrong that it's just it, – it's mind-boggling how stupid you are because guess what? Uh, that internet connection that you're talking to everybody on, that happens to go through the rest of the world by people who dug ditches and put up line poles and – uh the hamburgers that you eat at In-N-Out are made by people that have no idea what a uh, <laughs> command alt delete is. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't even. Well, I can't even go into the the breadth of ignorance that this guy. I mean, it's it's just mind boggling how stupid this little shit is. This speech, uh, all sixteen minutes of it, I forced myself to sit through the whole damn thing. Um, it it, <sighs> I felt it in my gut. I was offended. I was disgusted. I was uh, horrified that these are the people that are basically pushing our technology forward. This guy is such an asshole. Um, I can't even stand it. I mean, he really truly believes that once he gets his 3D printer to make his burgers and his chicks, he will not need anybody, <laughs> and they're all going to be fine. Um, I, the point of having the intelligence that you have, sir, and and the the luck that you've had to be in, born in this place and in this time to have the chances that you have to make the money that you do and, and pursue the dreams that you are pursuing is a gift. It does not make you overlord of the fucking planet. Use it yeah. to serve other people, not yourself. You fuck. Yeah. I mean, even Newton, Newton, who came up with the, the greatest quote, you know, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. Um, <laughs> that's because the people, No, this guy thinks he's you. done it all himself. 
Yeah, when, I mean, this is the, this is the same thing that drove me crazy. This is the same attitude when when Barack Obama and I don't want to get too political on the show because obviously we have people on both sides. But Barack Obama did that speech about the fact that you didn't do this. You you built ev- everything that you and I do that everybody does is built on other people and their help and what they've done and what contributions that they've made to society. And the crazy ass fucking way far Republican right were like, "Fuck that! I did this." This guy takes that to the extreme. That's ridiculous. He, he yeah. just thinks he's in his own world where he's done everything off his own little brain. I, we have a word for that. Douche nozzle. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm glad you're on the same page with me about this. I mean, it really, like, it viscerally affected me. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And I, I couldn't actually watch the video because I, I read the article and I read the talking points. I did the TLDR version. Right. And I knew that if I watched it, I would probably get on a plane and go find this guy and throat punch him. <laughs> he, this, um, guy, this guy needs a good kick in the sack, which is probably the first time it's been touched. <laughs> oh, oh, snap. <laughs> um, yeah, it's this is uh, his company, I'm sure, is built. This is this goes back to the thing is, he's why, not, no, not no, wait, wait, he, wait. he does good stuff. He's smart. Good. I know. Well, <laughs> obviously not that fucking smart. I mean, I, I, I all my stuff is built on open source software, so I am viscerally aware of the fact that there are smarter people in the world than I that have made amazing things that let me do my job. Yeah. You know? And the fact that I can go to the grocery store and buy a a head of cauliflower right there. That's not even open source. That's just the world working because it needs to work. And this guy is just, I mean, it's just the, the disconnect with reality is beyond belief. It's an arrogance that you would never have seen in our generation. Yeah, this guy is going to just starve alone, masturbating to films of himself, listening to a 16-minute talk. <laughs> that's it. Fuck All this right. guy. I'm glad you agreed with me on that. Now let's move on to something you hate. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, I actually so, like this guy. So, yeah, we're talking about uh, this interview in Scratch Magazine with Jonathan, Jonathan Franzen. Franzen, yeah. Uh, who's an author who's apparently a very well-known author that I've never heard of. I uh, actually don't like his books, to be fair. Um, but I do, like, I've read a bunch of his op-eds and things like that, and he's a smart guy. I'm just never into his his books, personally. But let's see yeah. why you despise him right now. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't. This okay. guy's a counterpoint to the previous douche nozzle. Um, oh, okay. I, I actually like everything this guy has to say. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I we're agreed again. Then I totally yeah. everything that I've read from him uh, outside of his books, I enjoy. So the 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 quote, one of the quote. There's a couple stuff, a couple things in this article, which is an interview from a childhood friend who met him when he was, you know, she was a kid and is now a journalist. Um, the beginning part of the interview is kind of pedantic and boring but near the end he really picks up steam and starts talking about how the internet culture is kind of ruining um a lot of things but um this one really hit home with me because it it talks about talks to me about how we get too um up our own asses with too much information and goes back to tim ferris the information diet and all this other stuff but here's the quote i worry that the ease uh hang on 
<coughs> let me uh, get my radio. <coughs> let me get my radio voice on. I worry that the ease and incessancy of communication with electronic media short circuits the process whereby you go into deep isolation with yourself. You withdraw from the world so as to be able to hear the world better and know yourself better. And you produce something unique which you send out into the world and let communicate in a non-discursive way for you. Amen, brother. Amen. That's all I, I agree. Guess. Amen. Yeah. You know, silence is silence is golden. <laughs> well, it's you know, the internet is all sound and fury, signifying nothing these days. I mean, that's something I've been screaming about. I, I, I don't need on the internet. Art on the internet. Well, where else are we going to do it now? That's the only problem, right? Uh, you're going to snake eating your own tail. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of are. I mean, this podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I thought this interview was uh, fantastic. Uh, it was. It's a very long read. Yeah, uh, and I. I recommend reading the whole thing because the beginning part uh, sets you up to get the end part, which there are a couple other quotes in there that I didn't didn't quote uh, here. But uh, it's it's a it's well worth the read. And I like this guy. I don't think I'm going to pick up his books because you just said that they weren't that good. Yeah, they're not. They're not. I, well, you and I both kind of bend towards sci fi and stuff like that. And he is very not sci fi. I don't I don't think that you would like his writing style because you and I have a lot of writing style stuff in common, but a lot of people really like his books. So, um, yeah, I mean, his, his, his big kerfuffle came with Oprah cause he didn't want to be on her thing. And yeah, well, fuck oh, Oprah. We'll definitely fuck Oprah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm in Chicago. Hey, I wonder who's on, actually get me. <laughs> I wonder who's on the cover of Oprah magazine this month. Let me guess. Oprah. Oh, it's Oprah again. <laughs> fuck. How the hell did that happen? That's crazy. No, my dad did meet her and said she was very nice. So. I'm sure she's nice, but whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I recommend this if you're if you're going to watch the douchebag Srinivasan and his his world of a utopian nerd culture. Uh, read this article right after, just so you can get a, a it's like a palate cleanse. cleanse. Yes. It's a palate cleanse. Yes, um, yeah, I agree with because. That. This guy needs to be taken out back and shot behind the fucking shed. Uh, yeah, and he's got a really like near near the end of the article, he starts talking a little bit about what's wrong with the internet culture and especially like news and how it's disseminated. And uh, the interviewer says, "But nobody seems to have an answer." And he goes, "Well, I've got an answer." She goes, "I'm listening. Um, pay the fucking journalists." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Pay there em. you go. So, yeah, and silence is golden. Yep. All right, enough of assholes. I want to give a big birthday shout out to my awesome sister, Laura. Um, happy damn birthday. I don't even know if you listen to this podcast or not. I don't care. Love my sister. Uh, don't see her enough. Don't talk to her enough. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Uh, born on Halloween. She's always been my little witch. Yeah, that's cool. I've, I've never <laughs> met your sister, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, another shout out to... Uh, I, I, I'm, I have to say this. Uh, my former... Uh, business partner Sean Bonner and his wife Tara. Uh, happy fifth anniversary because they are also uh, married on Halloween. I was wow. there. I was a signatory. I was a witness to the marriage, and I wish them all the best in the world. And I hope they're having an awesome anniversary. Very cool. I've met both of them. Lovely people. Happy anniversary, guys. Um, and I would like to do a shout out to David Geller, who um, gave us the article about cookie tracking. Um, we had a little round and round. I, I felt like a troll this week on Facebook because I pissed on everybody's everybody's articles that they posted. I pissed <laughs> on Jonas Luster's, Liz Lawley's, everybody's. Oh, there's a bug in my mouth. Um, Karma, so, man. Uh, Karma. I know. I know. I, I have obviously come back. I've been reincarnated as a bug to crap in my own mouth. <laughs> That's how it works. 
fucking Buddhism. Um, so thanks to David Geller. I, I knew him from years ago. He runs an awesome enterprise email service called What Counts, whatcounts.com. Check him out. Uh, I don't believe he's there anymore, but he has saved my ass in many occasions. And so he was completely wrong about the cookie thing, and I stand by that. And I would also like to point out, I missed this for ear candy, but Dan Carlin, my one of my all-time favorite podcasters, has finally got out a new Hardcore History episode. Uh, I haven't checked it out yet, but it's three hours long. Wow. His uh, he does these multi-part epics on history. He goes deep into the history of a topic. Oh man, I should go grab these because I've got a twelve-hour flight tomorrow. Okay, go get the Mongols. The Mongols. Do, it do talks you think that's about the gang- one to start with? Okay. Uh, well, there's Thor's Angels, which is really good. There's the history of the Romans that are really good. Um, everything he does is good. Uh, so check out whichever one like piques your fancy. The 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 Genghis Khan stuff is really good. He he pronounces it Genghis, which kind of drives me up a wall after 12 hours of it but uh uh the the roman stuff is especially amazing uh just all of his all of his stuff is off the chart good if you're into history check out dan carlin's hardcore history and the new one is out so i'm i'm happier than the clam um and i would like to also say that circa the app that we kind of have been going back and forth on has been amazing this week has kept me up to date on all these stories that i follow um, I've been getting updates to old stories that I completely forgot about and there's new stuff out and it just pings me when there's new stuff. It's awesome. great. I got, I got to take a look at it. I've seen it actually pop up in my, uh, little announcements and stuff like that, but I haven't opened up the app in a while, so I will get back on that. Do they have a iPad version yet? I don't know. I don't know. All right. We'll have um, to look into that. So, Follow up yeah. for next week. Um, well, or just install the iPhone version and double, double to exit, you know, <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's got built in. I mean, the text is system text, so it should look just as should good. should look just fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, my final shout outs, uh, shout out to Carl Wallinger, AKA world party. Um, go listen to some of his music. Uh, he's got great stuff. Also Coldplay. go listen to their music. If you want to or not, whatever, they don't really care because everybody <laughs> else does already. Um, but, uh, I'm heading off to London to go hang out with, uh, both those groups. Uh, both those chaps and it's going to be a good time uh looking forward to being in london in general if you are a listener and you live in london and you would like to pay it forward and buy me a pint feel free uh just leave us a comment on the grumpy old geeks facebook and uh i think that's it jason we've we've been nattering on for two hours now yeah yeah this is the longest episode ever <laughs> so we, we should we should cut it short i have fly safe dude fly mm-hmm. safe and hopefully we can get an episode in while you're across the pond as yeah the, we'll, as the kids we'll say. figure out a way to do one while i'm over there one way or another hopefully we'll get carl in as a guest if not uh we'll just uh, i'll do one from a pub and we'll figure it out and carl will join us uh, at some point later on so okay all right everybody thanks for listening again Thanks for listening again, and if you feel the need uh, for speed, go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, please. And uh, that's about it. So, peace. Peace out. Keep up with the Grumpy Old Geeks on the web at grumpyoldgeeks.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash grumpyoldgeeks, or email them at podcast at grumpyoldgeeks.com. Have a good week. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida!